Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, also known as Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury-level, high-performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Dr. Jesse Carey. He has a doctorate in chemistry and a degree in history. He is currently a senior scientist at the Idaho National Lab. I have Bo Short. He was named one of the top 10 most influential leadership speakers for 2023 and is the CEO and co-founder of a revolutionary patented technology company that works primarily in the medical, military, and security sectors. And I have Rick Alcantara. He does public relations, digital marketing, and crisis communication at Rick Alcantara Consulting. The question I have today, how do you deal with difficult people? Jesse, kick us off. The main thing is trying to give them a chance to improve, like, but make them aware that what they're doing is actually difficult, uh, or, or their behavior is, is difficult, or is causing difficulties to other people. Uh, just kind of make them, make them aware of that and then lead to pathways that can kind of improve on that, or just hopefully as a nice hard left or hard right to get them to be the behavior that you're kind of looking for, or at least taking progressive steps to where you want to get them to go. Let's face it, the world's full of difficult people. So that means the workplace has difficult people. If everybody's just a, a toe-the-line conformist, oftentimes it doesn't work well. I think some of your best, in a sales environment, for example, I think some of your best salespeople are some of your more difficult people to work with mm. because they, they challenge. And, and if they're challenging for the right reason, then I kind of separate it between a sense of skepticism and cynicism. Skeptical people ask why, and then when they understand the answer, they perform. Cynical people ask why when they understand the answer, they still don't perform because it's easier to ask why and not perform than it is to actually do the work to perform. And, and I also think that, that when we interact with difficult people, uh, we, ha we have a tendency to want to shut them down to do what we say. Mm -hmm. I think on the other side of it, there's just as many difficult people that will appease you, tell you what you want to hear, and then do what they want to do anyway. Mm -hmm. That's just as difficult. What you've got to do is sit back and say to yourself, what is this costing me and the value and the work of the team that I'm leading? Because if you have a difficult person that's costing you, no matter how well they perform, if they're costing you in the context of the team, it usually is not a good fit for the organization. Mm -hmm. I think how you deal with a difficult person is very conditional. Depends on who that person is, what your relationship is to them. Is it a family member? Is it somebody at Starbucks that gets your order wrong? Is it somebody cuts you off on the highway? I mean, it depends on, on what's involved. And in some situations, you try to work it out. Other teams may ignore them and just hope they, they go away. You just cut them out of your life. It, it all depends on who that person is and, again, what your relationship is to them. You bring up a good point. And maybe that's a question we can ask is, what does it mean for someone to be difficult? I, I guess one of the things that you've got to find out is, is you have some people that are temporarily difficult, right? I mean, people go through stuff. Mm. People go through stuff every day of their life. And sometimes it bleeds into the office. Sometimes it bleeds into you know, that work environment or just in personal interaction. I think empathy is crucial. Uh, sometimes you need to ask the question, hey, how can I help you? What's going on in your life? Because oftentimes difficult people are difficult for a season, but not forever. I think you can play an instrumental role, even as a leader in an organization, of helping them through some of these challenges. And then you've got, you've got people that would prefer just to be difficult and to be challenging. And, and I, I still, I think, I think companies today have got to make stronger stances when it comes to some of these people and realize it's costing them their business.
Mm-hmm. And if you want to have a thriving business, sometimes you have to make these hard decisions and let people go. I have a client dealing with that right now, or he had someone that he kind of let slide over the pandemic because they weren't working from the office. So it wasn't a big deal. But now that everybody's back in, he's got this really difficult situation and he's got to make some decisions about, okay, now what do I do with them now that they're here and, and causing problems? The, the degree of difficulty is it come down to emotion versus, I don't know, uh, reason. You know, uh, I, I get in these situations, especially with my wife. I try to reason. It's an emotional response on her part. We're not going to come together on the, on, the, on the solution because I'm trying to give it to her. Okay, we need to do A, B, and C. But same situation could occur in the workplace. It could occur, you know, at the store. If you're emotional, the other person's emotional, you're going to see each other as difficult. So, you know, how do you kind of come to the same viewpoint? Jesse, how do you decide if someone's being difficult? What does that look like? Yeah, that one, I think actually with Bo's point there with the kind of the accountability for what you want to achieve as a team, I think that was actually a great point. We had a similar previous position I was at, uh, someone just absolutely just not performing uh, and it wasn't a particularly difficult job either, but to, you know, to get them to, you know, we, get, we need to get you up to here and way below. So it's, you know, how do you kind of drive them for that? And at a certain point that a person was eventually let go. Uh, it comes down to what do you want to achieve as the group that you're in to do whatever it's not. And if they're not meeting that, whether it's on kind of the emotional, psychological side, or if it's more just the kind of technical performance side of things, then you have to weigh those two biggest factors and then uh, go forward from there. Mm-hmm. I think Bo had a good point, which is about empathy. It's like, you don't know what that other person's going through. You don't know what their situation is. You don't know their background. Maybe they've had difficulty with the same situation numerous times, and now it's just built up in their mind. Uh, maybe they're not seeing themselves as being difficult. Maybe, just, maybe they think they're being reasoned in, in their response. So, you know, what? how do you react to that? Do you kind of bring yourself to the same level? Do you try to overpower them? Do you, subs- you know, subsume, you know, this? It, it, it's really going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. If you're the leader in an organization and, and you get wind that there's a person that's creating havoc or being difficult, what does that initial conversation look like? How do you start it? I think one of the things you do, I mean, you from number one, the person that brings it to you is a different conversation than the person that may be causing it, right? You've got to find out what the, what the issues really are because sometimes in some organizations, people are perceived as difficult when in fact they're outpacing some of the people that find them difficult. They're, they're excelling beyond the people that are saying, well, they're difficult because people have a tendency to, to kind of want to pull people down if they're, if they're not bought into the, the, the overall vision. Uh, but I think when you sit down with somebody, th- there's nothing wrong with, with finding out, I've gotten some feedback. Sometimes you just have to make these decisions, but I think you sit down and just start asking people kind of what they're going through. This is the feedback you've got. If from their perspective, is it right on, or is there something you need to know about what's going on in their life outside of work that's impacting what they're doing in their work? Because oftentimes just in a simple conversation, if it's perceived as helping, if it's perceived as wanting them to achieve, I I think you can overcome a lot of obstacles just in a simple conversation oftentimes. If you have to have that conversation with someone, and and Bo gave us some great feedback, great answer there. Jesse, have you ever had to have a conversation like this professionally? Yeah, uh, actually just uh, past couple of weeks. Oof. How did you start it? Yeah, so with that one is part of us getting, trying to get, kind of getting two sides of uh, points of view. In this case, uh, generational differences. Um, and so younger generation and older generation and trying to get them to meet in the middle, kind of see each other's point of view. Both very, very good contributors to the team uh, both way, but 
when they work together, not so great. So I was working at that kind of get away, figuring out a way to get them to work together uh, and to kind of understand each other's point of view, um, kind of where they're coming from. Again, there's quite the gap between the younger generation and the one, I guess, just above me. But. And it sounds like you're in a situation where neither is difficult and yet both are difficult to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Individually, like one-on-one, I mate, like great relationships, great to work with. They do their reflective jobs extremely well, but you put them in the same room together work, and all of a sudden there's like a clash. So it's, it's kind of interesting to be able to work. We're still on the, on the process of working through that, but it's, it's, it, has, it has improved, which has been nice to see. Oh, that's good. That's good. Rick, I know you work with a lot of uh, nonprofits and do a lot of volunteering. How do you handle this in a situation like that? Unfortunately, with volunteers, it's, it's really not much of an issue. You would think it would be the opposite, but it's not. Um, you know, I just, I've been a volunteer for many, many years. So I understand, you know, what the restraints and constraints are that volunteers face. So I try to position things in a way that, you know, it'll be conducive to their work schedule and to what they're doing. You know, occasionally I'll run up against somebody who, you know, does drops the ball and then I'll just try to say, hey, you know, we're both in this together. We're trying to make this organization succeed. You know, um, we really need to have this on time and you know you drop the ball on this one so you know hey for next one i need you to really be focused on how to how to get this stuff done on time what i've heard from all three of you is go and have a conversation have a level-headed conversation ask a lot of questions figure out what's going on be empathetic none of you were like cut them out move on and so i i really appreciate you having a really good conversation with me about dealing with difficult people in a way that doesn't bring a lot of emotion to it. So thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.